0: Death could not hold Jesus down. Let's talk about it on today's edition of Renew Network Podcast. (music) Greetings, my friends. We're moving on today in our study of Acts chapter 2. We're going to be in verses 22 through 28, and we're continuing in Peter's first public sermon um, after the resurrection and ascension of Christ. And so let's prepare our hearts As we go in prayer before the Father. Heavenly Father, we love you today. We thank you once again on this Friday uh, that we can look back over the days we're leaving behind and say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you for being present. Thank you for guiding us. Thank you for protecting us. Thank you, Jesus, for the avenues of opportunity that you opened before us this week uh, in our lives to be your witnesses. And uh, we thank you once again for this opportunity to pause and study your word together. Uh, Father, speak as you're always faithful to do through your word. Um, we want to hear your voice so very clearly, Lord God. And we pray that this time would be fruitful and productive so that we might grow to the maximum benefit uh, of our uh, growth in your grace as we. Uh, submit ourselves to the teaching of your word. And we love you, Lord, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Well, here is Acts chapter 2, verses 22 through 28. Peter continues, Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life and you will make me full of gladness with your presence. So we continue on in Peter's sermon and he again addresses the crowd of uh, men largely um, Uh, Acknowledging the men in the crowd, it's presumable that uh, their wives or other women were present, Uh, but in the culture of the day, uh, the men were acknowledged. And so Peter addresses the gathering, and he continues asking them to hear his words. And he reminds them about Jesus in verse 22, uh, where he was from, Nazareth. A man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know. In other words, he's recalling, having them recall the miracles and works of Jesus in his earthly life. Things that their eyes could not betray, even if their minds and hearts wanted to. <laughs> when you see a person healed of a lifelong illness or infirmity in your very presence, it's hard to ignore uh, the facts of that experience. And so where our hearts and minds may try to betray us, uh, what we see with our eyes cannot. So he calls them to remember the mighty works and wonders and signs that Jesus performed um, through uh, the power of the Spirit uh, in his earthly ministry. It says in verse 23, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified him and killed Uh, And he was killed by the hands of lawless men. Puts the responsibility on the unbelieving Jewish, um, religious leaders especially, but the unbelieving Jewish people who would not accept Jesus for who he was. He says Jesus was delivered up. This was not according to man's plans. This was according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. Jesus knew exactly what he was doing. God knew what he was doing in sending his son to be offered as a sacrifice. Uh, for the sins of all humanity. Jesus said in his own words that he came to seek and save that which was lost. Our saving is the direct result of his saving work on the cross. Jesus was delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. There was no doubt what God was up to, and Jesus was a part of that plan. You, crucified and killed uh, by the hands of lawless men, and so... They offered Jesus up, um, and he was killed by those lawless ones in government who, even uh, knowing there was no evidence by which to support the charge of death, they went ahead and killed Jesus anyway. Uh, Verse 24, Peter reminds them that he was resurrected from the grave, being loosed of the pangs of death because he could not be held by it. There was nothing that could hold our Jesus in the grave. There was nothing that could hold him down, not sin, not death. He was triumphant over the grave, the grave and raised to new life once again. That's the message of verse twenty four. Verse twenty five, we get into what David said about Jesus um, and the reference there is to Psalm uh, sixteen verses eight through eleven. Where David says, "I saw the Lord; He was always with me. Because He's at my right hand, I will not be shaken. My heart is glad and rejoices. My flesh dwells in hope, uh, for You will not abandon my soul to Hades, or let Your holy one see corruption." Um, David himself saw the the point that the Messiah would be raised to new life, would not be held by death, um, or see the corruption of the grave. Because of the Messiah, you have made known to me paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Jesus is the living Christ. He's not in the grave. He has been resurrected and ascended to the right hand of God in the throne room of heaven where he resides to this day. Um, What a great and powerful sermon. I wish I could have been there to hear Peter utter these words. (laughs) To stand in that crowd... In that first century uh, gathering to hear, empowered and emboldened by the Spirit, uh, Peter, our brother in Christ, preaching this grand message. What a beautiful sight that would have been. And uh, it would have been interesting to be one for whom these words would have fallen on first century ears and first century experiences what power these words would convey, what truth they would convey. See, we have the benefit of 2,000-plus years of history from the point this sermon was preached until now. We've had plenty of years to unpack its meaning and understand its impact, but to hear it with first-century ears and to see it with first-century eyes, um, there's something powerful that would have been conveyed in that moment that we can't quite grasp because we weren't there. Well, my friends, I'm encouraged by Peter's words today. Be reminded that Jesus is the living Christ. Be reminded that he is triumphant over the grave. Death could not hold him. The grave could not hold him. And he makes known to us the paths of life. And we find full gladness in his presence. That's a good thing. All right, my friends, God bless you as you continue about your day. Take care.